0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is the What's Wrong With You podcast. I'm Mike Santee, joined by Ben Stack, Josh Greenhour. What's
1: up, people? What's going on, world?
0: We're live from O'Neill Stadium In I are on Taco Tuesday. One dollar tacos all day, every Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Stop in, they got beef, chicken, pretty much every topping you could think of. Taco Tuesday. Have you guys had tacos yet?
2: I have not. I made today, though.
0: Today is a, is a thing. Last time I had five. I was hungry. Five. Yeah, I had five, too. It's only $5. I'll go taco for taco.
1: How, how could you not?
0: <laughs> well, we're brought to you by Stack Shot Studios, ran by Chuck Stack, everything from baby photos, wedding pictures, you name it, he can do it, including putting this fine show together here for us today.
2: Chuck, Chuck is producing here. Can I ask you a question without you thinking I'm degrading what you're doing? Yeah. Can I, can I if I want to, get some boudoir photos? Down a few of those. That's a yes. Very if interesting. Chuck. Michael, we may have to alter our bet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's stick with <laughs> Yeah, let, let me, let, Let's see how a preseason game goes here. <laughs> I don't know if I need to see you in, in that kind of a setting.
2: I'm not worried about you seeing me.
0: <laughs> I think I'm very photogenic. Right. May, may, okay. We're definitely going to stick with tacos. Uh, If anyone hasn't heard, we have a bet on who's winning more games, Bills or Browns, which brings us to the NFL. Bills AFC East, schedules are out, draft is done, free agency is pretty much wrapped up, teams are starting OTAs, so we want to dig into the division today. Uh, We've done something special, we've each gotten a team not named the Bills, gone through their additions, subtractions, their drafts. Anything we wanted to look up that's relevant and see where they're going to stack up in the division, how they're going to compete with the Bills, how they're going to compete with each other. So Joshua got Miami, I got the Jets, and, and Ben I got, of course... Everyone's favorite. Everybody's favorite. New England. So you can just say Tom Brady and we'll move on.
1: That's It's going to be a lot... No, it's not going to be a lot of Tom Brady. We're <laughs> going gonna to get to know the teams here.
0: So, uh, hey, Ben, why, why don't you go first, speaking of the Patriots...
1: Okay, so Patriots. So I'm going to start off with free agency. Uh, free agents. Patriots. They had a number of free agents signing and departures. Um, so let's let's rattle off some of their free agents here. So um, some people that they kept in house. They kept their Brandon Bolden. They resigned Rex Burkhead. So a couple of running backs. Uh, they resigned a safety. Uh, they resigned Marquise Flowers. So, I, nothing really of note. Um they re-signed Slater. They're more of a special teams, you know, he he's a wide receiver, but he's a rotational player, a wide receiver. Um and they also re-signed an offensive tackle, which they're going to need a lot of those. I think that your Waddle, the the I don't know how much you guys are familiar of their ins and outs of their team But they have this guy Adrian Waddle I, I think he's probably going to be one of, the, one of the top guys to, to fill um, Nate Solder Who was a, a big Big loss for them At left tackle So I mean as far as re-signings It's a lot of rotational guys A lot of people that are just going to kind of fill in well, They did lose um, Some people, some household names as you will We all know because we've seen them much too often uh Danny Amendola uh, don't worry I know you guys are worried don't he's still in the division he's gonna go uh he's gonna go (laughs) to the Dolphins he signed a two-year 12 million dollar deal over there um also Malcolm Butler he signed with Tennessee he signed a a five-year 61 million dollar deal with Tennessee he's another another big name uh that they lost I mean that's I mean yeah. <laughs> if you're smart, I think you do start him. And I, what what was that deal? What, I mean, he Still nobody, knows. nobody knows. Yeah, it's a it's a mystery. Um, and then the last big name that they lost, uh, I, well, besides Nate Solder, who we already touched on, he signed with the Giants a four-year, sixty-two million dollar deal. I'll take half of that money.
2: Can we uh, can we do our first? <clears throat> Yeah. If you know what the Malcolm Butler situation was, hit it's up on Facebook, Twitter. Are we on Instagram?
1: Please. No. And we are not on we Instagram. We are not. Facebook,
2: Twitter. Respond on YouTube. Let us know if you know what happened with Malcolm Butler
1: and the hoodie. And, and yeah, tell us why he was sat for the biggest game of the year and quite possibly their biggest hole, glaring hole. I mean, they were ripped apart, ripped apart in the secondary. Um, and then the other one is Deion Lewis. He signed with Tennessee for a four-year, $23 million deal. They did pick up some players to fill some of those holes, uh, and they got some pretty, I'd say they some made some splashes. Uh, defensive tackle Danny Shelton from the Browns, they got him and Jason McCourty via trade. Um, Those are two people I think that you're going to kind of plug right in, and those are going to start day one. Uh, You have Adrian Claiborne. He signed a two-year deal. He's going to be a rotational player. And uh, just add to their running backs, they have Jeremy Hill, signed a one-year. Cordell Patterson's a receiver that they made a trade. And then some other guys, uh, Jordan Matthews is another receiver. So... They lost a couple guys. get you know they got a couple guys. Probably the biggest guy they lost is going to be Nate Solder. Um, especially you're trying to protect a 40 year old Tom Brady who's still doing it like he's 24. Um, but nothing. Yeah, right. As long as do you do your hoodie, job, you have the hoodie and you have Tom Brady, you're pretty much going to be good. But uh, nothing crazy here. Nothing jumps off the page besides, I mean, I guess losing Nate Solder and and Butler. So. Um, so the draft, they they had an interesting draft. I, I thought they started off pretty well with their 23rd overall pick. They got Isaiah Wynn. He was an offensive tackle from Georgia. Um, so they're trying to replace Nate Solder, immediate need. Smart. Um, people thought that they were going to possibly package a first their two first-round picks and trade up for – maybe even a quarterback, they decided to wait uh, to get a quarterback later on in the draft, much later. With their second first overall pick at 31 overall, they got Sony Michael. I think this was kind of a head-scratcher for a lot of people. Um, I, the Patriots have, I don't know if they've ever taken a running back in the first, first round, at least of the Bill Belichick era. They have not. Um, they're kind of running back by committee too, so for them to take a running back in the first round, um, maybe they're trying to transition away from Tom Brady. You, you read some stories about that, um, but I think one of the biggest head scratchers I have is why Sony Michael. I think there's other uh, good running backs still on the board, but he's more of a kind of a well-rounded, uh, bruising kind of back, and uh, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Change
2: of pace for Burkhead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you have Burgers Burkhead.
2: Catch all the balls, right? Yep.
1: You have Burkhead. Um, you lost Dion Lewis. So I think it's just trying to replace he that. You didn't Gillespie sign. Was that, a you? that was a, No, they didn't re-sign Gillespie. So James,
0: James White. James White is a big pass catcher. He's still there,
1: right? He's still there, yeah. yep.
2: So then you've got the new Thunder and Lightning. Yep. Yeah. Well,
1: I, I, my thing is when I look at Sony Michael, and I'm not afraid of him. I mean, he's not somebody that, as a Bills fan, I'm like, oh, my God. They just got a monster running back. I could be mistaken, and obviously we'll see. You know, just because how you perform in the uh, NCAA doesn't mean it's going to, tra- you know, transfer over. But I think with first-round picks, what I look at is, you know, their body of work and then just what what's going to transfer over. And, and he doesn't really scream elite first-round um, I think you probably could have got him later on. but So they're trying to fill a hole. I mean, it's.
2: Is there a better landing spot for a rookie running back? Uh,
1: it depends on what you want to do, I think. Again, you're you're going to go into a rotational. I mean,
0: are you going right. to learn?
2: Yeah, he doesn't have to, doesn't have to yeah. pick up the entire playbook. They're not going to put him in on third-down blitzing situations. No.
0: Yeah, and and if, if the Patriots have done one thing really well with their backs the past few years, it's – they seem to be able to find that matchup that one of their three or four guys can exploit on a game-to-game basis, and they take advantage of it, a la James White in the Super Bowl, where people are talking about Dion Lewis one game, and then they're talking about James White another game, and this Burke had another game. I think that it just depends on on what what the hoodie likes, and who's going to get open. And yeah. I mean, we know full on, full well here, so any particular player can just destroy you on, on a given week.
1: Absolutely, especially when you play for the hoodie i mean you're he's gonna put you in a spot to perform at your best and that's that's what's so great about them is it's they have that do your job mentality and we've heard that so many times but in all seriousness he's going to not only put you in position to do your job and to to do it the best but he's gonna put you in a position where it fits your abilities he's not gonna ask you to do something you can't and i think that's why you see player player go in there and shine because they do what they're best at so let me just rattle through um these and there's one one draft pick um that I want to talk about so second round they got Duke Johnson he's a cornerback out of Florida again just trying to fill the hole Malcolm Butler um you have in the fifth round linebacker Jawan Bentley you uh, have in the sixth round linebacker Christian Sam uh sixth round you have Braxton Berrios wide receiver punt returner out of Miami seventh round this is possibly is this the quarterback Danny Eatling uh, he's the quarterback out of LSU I think they're just trying to plug something in behind Tom Brady. That's not going to be his predecessor. His seventh round, then you also got a cornerback, um, Keon Crossin. Um, and then to wrap it up, you got a tight end, Ryan Izzo, and also later in the seventh round. But the sixth round pick, this Braxton Berrios, I think that this is actually a player that we will see, and we will probably see him pretty early. I mean, he's 5'8", you know, in five eights, or in 184 pounds. Um, he's this just catching, you know, slot kind of receiver. That I mean, you get rid of a Danny Amendola, and I think you literally just drafted somebody to to fit his spot, and almost they almost look alike on the field.
2: So did they, they draft someone
1: to replace Brandon Cooks?
2: <laughs> to put in. Uh, the field a little bit. I mean, that,
1: that's that's the one thing that that they've I've seen people talk so about is. He is. He's another Julian Edelman, another Danny Amendola, like I said, which they just lost. That's. But that, that's Tom Brady's favorite. Right. You can put any, any player with speed. Slater, for example. Slater has speed. They also got Cordell Patterson. Let's I was just going to say. Court, um, yeah. So they have speed. Neither of those names are going to scare you or intimidate you. But uh, as you know with footballs, you need to do a stretch of field. It doesn't have to be. You know, f- super effective. You just need to take the top off, and then you're just going to hit underneath. Tom Brady's just so accurate. Yeah. So, um, I think with the the players that they've added and the players that they've lost, I think they're pr- pretty much right on par to um, still take the division. I don't think any team has done much to take that from them. They had a 13 and three record um, at at home. They're six and two away, seven and one. They're just they're still doing it. Tom Brady—he's forty years, forty years old, but he doesn't look like he's aging. It's all that stretching and yoga. I guess that's a new thing. You don't have to work out anymore; just stretch and yoga, and and. Looking at
2: point.
1: When? Uh, so here, I still think that it's—it's it's all about stopping the passer. Um, look at the Giants when they took down Tom Brady. They was it two three years in a row they're drafting in the first round they were taking edge rushers they were taking pass rushers you got to get to the quarterback you got to stop the pass the run game nothing in the run game that they have um scares me we saw last year we saw their offensive line is not great and they just lost the best you know their best one in nate Solder. so exploit those weaknesses and if you can stop them from scoring their defense their defense is nothing um nothing great I mean as far as their ranks their passing yards 30th rush yards their 20th their scoring defense 28th touchdowns they were fifth their total defense was 29th but their total offense I mean offensive yards first passing yards second rushing yards tenth. and points second I mean it's definitely their offense so their defense is basically just there to hang on and let their, let their offense, which it's been year in and year out, they've done the same thing. So nothing new or surprising, I think. It's kind of
0: um, reload. So, I mean, the story every year with Brady is, so you don't think there's any sign that he's going to show that he's a 40-year-old man on the field this year? Uh, this
1: year, I think. Honestly, I do think that this is a year you're going to start to see signs of it because of the help around him. Um, As I touched on, the line, I mean, the the offensive line, you have a guy, he's not mobile. Tom Brady, you're not going to see him running if he gets any pressure. He's going to get hit. And if you can exploit that offensive line, I don't think that they've done anything nearly enough to to fill the holes there or help them Um, in these run games. You have young running backs, so you have to see how that's going to work out. They brought in Jeremy Hill from the Bengals. Um, as a running back, and they got some edge help, but you have to get to Tom Brady and the pieces that they lost. Amendola, he's he's consistent. Uh, Barrios, uh, they're really high on him, and he his career, his college career, he's not super productive, but you know, and, and it's just funny. I the the new top story is this: Cassius Marsh. He's a former defensive end for uh, for the Patriots he's with San Fran now and it, this is something i've heard many times and it's nobody has fun in new england it's not fun <laughs> and i know it sounds
2: There's nothing less fun than losing it's yeah. fun true yeah. it, it's definitely fun
1: to win it is but they're just saying that you're going there and you're doing your job and you kind of keep your mouth shut it's the patriot way day in and day out so i think you expect the about the same amount um I don't know if they're going to get to that many wins. I don't know if they're going to win 13 games, but I think they're at least winning 11, 12, taking the division.
0: All right. A team with a little bit different result last year, a little bit different culture than to just do your job. Miami and the Jets. Josh, I'll give you a go here. Miami, All right. what what are we looking at this year from them?
2: Um, We're looking definitely at the worst team in the division, I think. I agree with you. Uh, I don't – Particularly care for what they brought in. I don't really think what they lost hurts all that much, but they, they pretty much lost Sue and Landry. Yeah, Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry went to uh, my taco, Cleveland Browns. My okay. taco. He's also okay. a scum. Yes, so I just want to throw that in in case he's listening. Uh,
1: he does. I heard so he here does.
2: Here are the players that they brought in. We already discussed Danny Danny Amendola. Uh, they also brought in Albert Wilson, who I. I read they're hoping is like a poor man's Tyreek Hill. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, at tight end, they brought in Escobar. Now, here's the weird thing. They bring him in, and then they draft two tight ends. A blocking tight end and a catching tight end, which, well, you know, if, you, if you're a team that's got a million holes, you can't afford to draft two different tight ends and bring another one in in free agency. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, Good point. linebacker I never heard of in my life. An offensive tackle who I'm mentioning simply because his first name is cool and his first name is Rubens. Rubens. Rubens Joseph, which is a cool name. They brought in Frank Gore, who, again, why is he still active? Aging. He's not going to start over Kenyon Drake. No. Uh, and then we get into the fun stuff, was they brought in Brock Osweiler and Bryce Petty.
0: Big, big move.
2: Probably because they have a receiver at quarterback right now.
1: Who gets hurt.
2: I, yeah, who yeah. what Tannehill's going to he hasn't yeah. played since December 16th, so God. that's that's quite a ways off. Uh, so their draft, all, all reports where they wanted Roquan Smith bad.
1: So How bad, went, you say? Uh,
2: pretty bad. They, uh, he went three picks before them, I think, and they ended up taking Minka Fitzpatrick. The reports were that their owner was pretty upset about that when they discussed it in the draft room. So the reports were everyone in the room agreed it's Fitzpatrick. There was not a single dissenting voice except the owner who said, please don't do this. Trade back, trade back, trade back. Who did he – oh, he wanted to trade back? He wanted them to move back.
1: Any particular player or just – He
2: wanted – well, he said it was because they had a lot of holes to fill and they wanted – he wanted as many players as possible. The other part of it was that people in the room leaked that he also wanted to save money because they know they have so many holes (laughs) – uh, he was asked about wanting to trade back. His exact quote was correct.
1: That's correct. Sure and sweet.
2: The follow-up question then was, "Were you looking to save money?" And he said, "Saving money will never be an issue when it comes to winning." Super cliche answer. Uh, I'm not going to go through their whole draft. We're just going to go over the making Fitzpatrick. But this is what uh, Mr. Ross said about the draft. So what do you expect him to say? You know, we're really excited. We can't. Yeah. We'll see. Nobody knows for sure with this stuff.
0: Uh, They're they're off to a good start this year.
2: They're in trouble. I I comfortably have them at three wins. Their over under in Vegas is six. Uh, I have them winning, comfortably winning against the Bears at home. I have them winning at home against the Jets and on the road in Indianapolis.
0: So all the other bad teams, yeah. yeah. If so. you need
2: me to get to the exact number on the over or the under the six, I could see them beating the Raiders at home. That's a long travel. I don't like that. I could see them beating the Lions at home, and I could see them beating the Bills at home. But if, if they're off in the beginning of the season, they will not catch up. Their last five games are brutal.
1: Kind of domino effect.
2: Their last five games are at home against us home against the Patriots, on the road in Minnesota, Jacksonville in Miami, and then us here. So they're going to lose probably four of those. So they're not coming back. No. I have them not winning a game until week six. So I have them losing in Tennessee, at the Jets, at home against the Raiders, at New England, at Cincinnati, and then winning against the Bears. So they start rough, they end rough. The only nice thing about their their start of their schedule is the farthest they have to travel in seven weeks is to Cincinnati. So from Miami, that's not terrible.
1: Or yeah, an hour.
0: Yeah, but if you're a bad team, it's, it's not going to make a difference. Don't
2: travel well. I think the Jets are also pretty close to Miami, but you take the home team in those spots. Yeah, I don't like Miami. I don't like their owners' attitude about the draft. What are
1: in yeah. you? What? What's their end game? What's their goal? What? What is Miami? I mean, are they trying to? Like, f- I feel like for Buffalo, you can see the picture. You see what they're trying to do. You can see them, you know, getting ready for next year. Almost hundred million cap space quarterback, hopefully of the future. You can see this process in place. Miami, can you see that?
2: No, I think based on the fact they didn't get a top quarterback this year, they are now another two years out.
1: Was there any reports that they did for sure want to even try to get a quarterback? Was that, was I read, that,
2: I read in a few spots they wanted Josh Rosen, but with the trades, in the, you know, really, I early even if you come to Jets, three of those guys went to trades. Cleveland wasn't going to budge. So Miami was kind of S.O.L.
1: Yeah. How is Fitzpatrick? How is, if you don't know him as a, a player. Well, he's good. Yeah.
2: He was, I mean, if you're looking at top, top linebackers, he's right up there. I think, some people expected them to take Edmonds. I'm so he's sure how he felt so he's
1: going to be a linebacker and he's not going to be a defensive back? And
2: Well, I think he's going to play edge to edge. Okay. I think he'll fly around. I think they need him to be an immediate impact.
0: If if they have any hope for the season, yeah, you're right. They need a return on that investment right away. I can see it getting, like you said, three wins. I can see that. I can see it getting really ugly there. Um, they didn't really do that well last year, and no. I don't really think people make fun of Jay Cutler. I don't think they're getting much better than Jay Cutler's. Terrible. I don't think they're getting much better with Tannehill. I
2: yeah. think they should have just played Matt Moore the whole year. Uh, it,
1: of course, leave it up to Mo to bring up Jay Cutler, who Jay. he's got a yeah, man crush on. I mean safety. safety, yes. Yeah. Well, my only concern with him, real quick. Yes, yeah, Oh, because they wanted they Roquan wanted Smith, yes. And and the thing with Fitzpatrick that what I see, though, is I I, I don't know if he's going – he hasn't – he's played safety, he's played corner, he's moved around, and he probably has played in the box. I
2: think it's hard for safety to come in and just take over something. Yeah. Sure, a really good safety comes in and takes over. That's
0: so tough. You've had a couple – You have more impact at corner than right. you will at safety.
2: Uh, how do the Bills – after Miami, honestly, I'm not being a homer here any way they want. Yeah, I think Miami's two best players are Cameron Wake and um,
1: an aging Cameron Wake.
2: Yes, he is 36. That's that's uh, they're, 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 it's gonna be a rough year and there. Quinn, who's 28, so I mean, they're both still good. I'm not saying they're not. I remember when Sue went there and they were gonna be this dominant, best mm-hmm. front four in the history of football, it just never happened. No. So, I'm not sure they're very good at all. I've, I saw a couple articles claiming they could easily be the worst team in the league, especially if Tannehill's not right. My Joke, he's a receiver. Yeah. He's a massive step up from Jay Cutler.
0: Is yeah, he still there? Yeah. Cutler? No. no One-year no. one year deal. One-year one deal. Their
2: quarterback? I should know this. I had the Dolphins. <laughs> I don't know who their quarterback. Oh, Brock Osweiler will be their quarterback. Oof. So if he's
0: going to play the whole year, legit three, maybe three wins. It's ugly. <laughs> oh, man. Top down. Yeah.
1: I'm glad they're in our division.
0: Yeah, two wins for the Bills.
1: But we also have New England, so.
0: Yep. Uh, evens it out. Uh, mm. the, well, the, the final team in the division. So, we're predicting two and two between Miami and New England. You got the Jets. The Jets, interesting team. I, I always kind of look at them now the past couple seasons almost like a – a brother of the Bills, kind of what they're doing. They, they tried their run a couple of years ago. They went 10-6, and six, just missed the playoffs, uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick season. Uh, since then, they've gone 5-11 and 11 the last two seasons, and now you're starting to see they're shredding salary, dumping aging players, getting rid of veterans, trying to free up cast space, bringing younger guys. Very similar to what the Bills did last year. They traded Sheldon Richardson. You saw Muhammad Wilkerson leave last year um, free agency. Uh, that's going to hurt. Uh, that's two big guys on that defensive line, and the Jets have had a pretty good defensive line the past five, six seasons. So. Yeah, that, that's going to really hurt in the middle. Uh, they drafted Nathan Shepard in the third round, but a third-round talent, uh, they could be asking a little bit too much right out of the gate to come in and try to fill that hole from, from Mo Wilker, Wilkerson, but hopefully for them it's a player that they can develop and, and kind of take over that spot. Um, I like
2: the Jets. They're not They're not a trashy thing.
0: No, uh, three they got three quarterbacks who could play. Obviously, the one Sam Darnold that that's their big draft splash. They traded three second round picks, their sixth round or their sixth overall pick to get the number three to take Darnold. He's probably not even going to play this year. You got McCown, Josh McCown, who, who's been just about everywhere, but he had a pretty solid season for them last year on a team that was supposed to set all these uh, records for the worst offense in, in NFL history, turned out to be okay. And they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, which who knows? The guy hasn't played in forever. They had that nasty knee injury, but he, he was showing some promise before he got hurt. He could come in, and if he's right, they, they could have a pretty wild competition uh, going into camp.
1: That'll actually be pretty exciting to see.
0: So, it, it, it you know, you figure you cast a wide net, bring in, three, bring in two vet, veteran quarterbacks, and call Bridgewater a veteran. He's been in the league long enough now. And then you got your young kid with Darnold. I, I kind of like what they did. They got McCown for cheap enough. Bridgewater is on a one-year deal, and then you drafted your guy of the future. The only thing is now with some holes you, that you left, uh, Safarian Jenkins went to the Jaguars. He lost to Mario Davis, and I t- already, t- already talked about Muhammad Wilkerson. He had no second-round picks to fill anything. You had to try to start filling holes third, fourth. They had a third-round pick, fourth-round pick, and two sixth-round picks.
1: McCown's going to be slotted as a starter, right?
0: Uh, McCown's going to the camp as a starter, is number one. Um what's, talking about their uh, oh. what's
2: up with the legal troubles with uh Anderson. Robbie Anderson? Yeah. Is he is he clear to play?
0: I, I have not heard anything yet.
2: That's something to keep an eye on, I think. I didn't think he was a tire fire there.
0: No, he nine hundred forty yards on a, on a limited offense. He almost hit a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. Uh Jermaine Curse had a decent year, five touchdowns over eight hundred yards. He came over in the um trade from Seattle. Trade for trade from Seattle for uh Richardson. Yep. Um, they brought in Terrell Pryor as another receiver, uh, which they desperately need because everybody else had one touchdown on that team for receiving touchdowns.
1: He's a big um, boy. If he can bring it back to
0: like how he was in now, as far Cleveland. as what the, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he he showed some promise. Uh, as far as what the Bills are going to do, I think the Bills they had a rough time in New York last year on that Thursday night. You could say a lot of it was a Thursday night game. Uh, They kind of got bamboozled there, and they beat them here in Week 1. They think that game was a lot closer than people want to admit. Um, But with all the holes on that defensive line, I think the Bills can just run all over them, especially when we like to run the ball as much as we do. Uh, It seems to be a theme with me in predicting Bills games about that running game. Their secondary is going to be pretty stout. Uh, I'd be afraid of their secondary. They have a first-round pick and a second-round pick from 2017 as their starting safeties. And then they just brought in Tremaine Johnson to start uh, opposite uh, Claiborne. It's the foundation of a pretty good secondary right there. Uh, their ranks on defense last year: twenty first and twenty fourth against the pass and the run, and twenty second in points allowed. I think that passing. I think their secondary is going to improve, but I think they're going to have some trouble stopping the run. Losing, you can't take two studs off your defensive line in the course of a year, and not really bring much in other than a third round pick. Yeah, and and just expect to carry on that that type of that type of defense. So do you
2: think they're in the same mode as the Bills, where this is kind of a throwaway season?
0: Yeah, I I think they're 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 never going to tell you that they're going to try to win win try to win games. They got Todd Bowles, who's not going to throw in the towel. He's gonna he's a conservative coach. He's a lot. Yeah, exactly. He's going to probably smirk his way on the sideline. to yeah. six the six or seven wins, and, and you know that's probably cost him. You know. A, Close to a top, top 10 pick. They'll probably draft 10th, 11th. But, yeah, I don't think ownership and management is really paying much attention to this year. I think it is what it is. If they if they win some games, great. If, if they bottom out, you know, whatever. Losing, they traded three second-round picks to get their quarterback, who's probably not even going to play this year. It's very similar to the Bills where they've been dumping veterans and freeing up cap space. I think they're a 2019-2020 team. That they're building for, and you—that's why the Jets relate to, or the excuse me, the Dolphins seem like they're late to the party. You look at the Bills, you look at the Jets; they've been building for a couple of years, freeing up cast space, building for nineteen and twenty and beyond, because they know somehow, some way, someday, Father Time's going to knock on Tom Brady's door, and he's going to have to—he's going to walk away and retire. Are you sure? We ever? hope. We hope. Belichick knew ever but when that time comes. That
2: was the whole Garoppolo deal.
0: Yeah. And they, they gave him away. So when that time comes, you might as well be as prepared as you possibly can because my, New England could be bad. They could be really bad if they can't if they don't have a quarterback to slide in. I don't care how good of a coach you are or how much of a system you have. If you don't have a quarterback that's going to make those plays and throw that ball, you're, you're going to struggle. Just look at us for 18 would, years Yeah. until you, you just decide your quarterback's not going to do anything and you find your way to nine wins because he, he, he could run around and make some plays running the ball. But you're never going to win a Super Bowl or, or go deep in the playoffs without a, a, a solid quarterback. So, I don't think the Jets are a three-win team like Miami, like like you hinted at. I, I think they're probably a, a six- or seven-win team. I, I, I think they can beat the Bills in New York. I don't think they beat the Bills here. I, I think that's a split. Uh, they have the Colts at home, which is is a win. They're going to the Browns. They'll probably win that game. <laughs> I'm going to predict the Browns to lose every game. You realize this, my friend.
2: I, I want you to understand when I win this bet, I'm going to wear a Taco Charlton jersey, even though he doesn't <laughs> play for either of
0: the teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got three in their depth. They're taking the three. They're taking Bridgewater, McCown, and they've Probably got. Uh, they it's just some other. Well. well, Bryce Petty's gone, and they, they traded Hackenberg to the Raiders. Yeah. So that whole project of bright late mid late round picks, just they second finally round. give up second round in Hackenberg. You're right. They just they finally gave up on that. The guy the guy never even played not one snap not one snap. Some, I, I saw on Facebook. Crazy. That was some, some like first time in sixty years. So, but all right, we got one trash bin of a team in Miami. We got a, okay, probably a trash bin team of the Jets. Got the Patriots. Whatever, best team in the league. In the league. Okay, here we go again you know rinse repeat top top 3 at least and i think i think we i, I got the bills finishing second in the division i think they're better than the dolphins and the jets but let us know what you think if you haven't liked our facebook page yet please do so what's wrong with you it's on facebook comment share like debate. If you think Miami is a 10-win team, let us know why. If you think the Dolphins are or if you think the Jets are gonna be better or worse, let us know why. And if you hate Tom Brady, let us know. We always love to hear about that. So special thanks to Chuck setting us up. Once again Stack Shot Studios putting this together for us today. We're at O'Neill Stadium Inn. Taco Tuesday, one dollar tacos. I'm about to jump out of the booth and go get some tacos myself while I'm still paying for them until the end of the year. For Josh Greenhour and Ben Stack, I'm Mike Santee. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.